What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach V. My other co-host, Cody Stauffer, will join us later. But for now, it is just me. And on this episode, episode 159, we are recapping the Sun Conference tournament here. I believe it's week 12 of the 2022 NAI Women's Flag Football season that we are recapping and there was a lot that went on and so uh what's gonna happen in this episode is that i'm gonna recap these three sun conference games and then in a minute cody stoffer will come on and we will react to each of these games so i'll save my reactions uh for that segment of this episode and then we'll also actually talk about the all sun conference team those selections just came out and we will talk about the award winners as well on today's episode and so let's go ahead and hop into this uh let's let's start with the recap here Alright, so, uh, let's start with this Thomas versus Warner semifinal game. Obviously, this entire tournament was in Georgia. Thomas got to host because they are the one seed. And the last time this team played was actually on the same field in Georgia. Thomas would eventually pull off a pretty big comeback, uh, scoring about two touchdowns in two minutes to go ahead and beat Warner at the last second and that game didn't really matter because it was at the end of the regular season and so you know it wouldn't have affected rankings but it did help Warner get pretty familiar with Thomas right before these uh well right before this tournament here and uh same with Thomas with Warner and so here we go in the first quarter Warner to get the ball here Tingen she is finding Cynthia Holmes pretty early on in this game and that includes a big 15 plus yard reception where Holmes just went up and got it uh Master uh, not a receiver Master defender or two and basically put Warner in the red zone while making that catch and then literally on the next play after they got into the red zone Tingen once again aims for uh, Cynthia Homs here, targets her in the corner. She's running a fade route, or at least it looks like a fade route, and she goes ahead and just one catches this thing, looking like prime Odell Beckham here, and makes the easy touchdown catch here to go ahead and give Warner the lead. Once again, making a one-handed catch on a fade route. Pretty insane here. Great ball placement by Madison Tingen on this play. They would not get the conversion, but still, though, Warner will take that lead, a 6-0 lead over Thomas with about 8 minutes and 9 seconds left in the first quarter. Now, Thomas, they have the ball on the next drive, and Shelby Hartley at quarterback on the second play of this drive finds Nakare Brown for a big 20-plus yard reception down the sideline to get them at just about midfield, not quite into Warner territory yet, but they're about to cross into it. And that's what they would eventually do as Hartley would find Margarita Pena, who gets them across the midfield into Warner territory on the check down pass. After that, Hartley would then throw a beautiful pass to Kiana Akol for a 15-plus yard touchdown reception to tie this game up at 4.45 seconds left in the first quarter here. Just a great pass by Hartley and a great route by Akol to go ahead and get separation and find an opening in this Warner zone here. 
on the extra point a call in at quarterback runs it in for the conversion to go ahead and take that lead making it seven to six here Warner on the next drive right before the second quarter would find themselves in a third and short situation a couple plays later and Tingen would under duress mind you would go ahead and throw kind of an ill-advised ball here kind of a jump ball uh, to a receiver which Giselle Jones would go ahead and intercept for Thomas and return it back to Warner territory here Hartley then completes a couple passes to her check down to set up a fourth and short right before the quarter end. So a pretty big uh, momentum swing there, getting that interception on third down instead of Warner being able to punt it, uh, not getting that third down conversion there. So there you go. And so going into the second quarter, Thomas, they start with the ball here. It is fourth and short here. But Hartley, she's under pressure. She tries to throw it to a receiver on fourth. But the ball is kind of released really early. She was anticipating the receiver to get open, trying to throw a timing route here, or at least make it a timing route here. But it is overthrown, so Warner takes over on offense, kind of getting away with one there. And so they try to take advantage of this here. And so Tingen gets his drive going, finding Jade Hickey on a real nice stone catch for about 10 plus yards to go ahead and get them across midfield and into you know Thomas territory with some momentum uh, on a really nice pass on the in route on the dig route but a penalty later they find themselves a penalty in a couple plays later actually they find themselves in a fourth and short situation Tingen then throws a perfect pass down the left sideline to Michaela Michael who just makes a great catch and also gets her feet in bounds and sets up Warner on the goal line just about on a nice I want to say 10 plus 15 plus yard reception here after that Tingen tries to throw or go to a receiver in 1v1 I believe it was Cynthia Homs here in 1v1 1v1 but Sanaya Glover for Thomas intercepts this pass um, but Unfortunately, the interception is called off as they do call holding on Thomas. And so this gives Warner another chance here. It is second and goal. And so on second down, Warner tries to throw the slant, but it's just excellent one-on-one -on -one defense. I believe it might have been Brittany Delva on this uh, play here, but she makes the ball incomplete, bringing up third down here. And on third down, Tingen. Then finds Homs again on a quick check down throw. They go ahead and scheme Homs open here. And she catches the touchdown and gets the lead for Warner with about 5 minutes, 7 seconds left in the first half. Once again, the Warner is not able to complete the conversion. And so they'll have to settle for the 12-7 to lead here now right before halftime thomas would actually drive down the field and get into the end zone or not the end zone sorry get into the red zone in big thanks to a huge pass from hartley to a call for about 15 plus yards that was kind of the thing that really jump-started this offense gave them a bit of momentum and got them into the red zone but warner would stand strong on defense and would just barely and i mean barely pull the flag of kiana Cole on fourth down uh, i believe she got the reception and was trying to reach out here but they stop her very short and i mean half a yard short it looked like with less than a minute left and basically that would end this quarter here as warner holds on to their lead going into the second half now here in the second half in the third quarter um 
on the first Thomas drive, Hartley and the offense would actually drive into Warner territory, in part thanks to a nice pass and run uh, to Nakara Brown here. Hartley would find her, and then Nakara Brown would get a couple yards after the catch as well. And so that ended up being a pretty big play for about uh, 15 plus, 20 plus yards there. But this offense would get stopped as Warner would pull Margarita Pena's flag on a fourth down try here right before they cross into the red zone. Uh, she was real close to actually getting the conversion, but like I said, they pulled her flag just short. So real good flag pulling from Warner here early on in this game. For Warner, on the next drive, you know, they have an opportunity to go up by two scores, but pressure from Jada Reese would actually force a three and out. She would apply pressure two of those times, and then I think one of those times it was on second down, she would actually get a sack. And so that really helps out Thomas here as uh, Warner would go ahead and punt this ball back to Thomas. Thomas, though, would go three and out. Um, but this was thanks to really good defense by Warner just limiting limiting them to a lot of short passes for gains which you know warner will take and so thomas would go ahead and punt this one back to warner but this thomas punt ended up being really good and would pin warner inside the 10 here but a couple plays later you know warner they decide to actually go for it on fourth down which is really interesting because they're in their own territory here and they're going for it if they don't get it then thomas takes over in the red zone but they want to be aggressive they want to sustain this drive here uh, but unfortunately Fortunately for Thomas, though, Jada Reese strikes again, gets the tingent, sacking her and giving Thomas the ball back, uh, this time in the red zone, so they don't have to drive the full field here. And so here we go. Hartley finds a call for a nice 10-yard reception, making it about third and 10, third and seven here. Um, and then right before the quarter ends, a couple plays later, a call rolls out and then finds a wide open, and I mean wide open, Margarita Pena for a touchdown touchdown and the Thomas lead this would be big for Thomas to take this lead right before the fourth quarter uh, they wouldn't get the conversion but Thomas will be leading this one by one point 13 to 12 and so here in the fourth quarter Warner they start with the ball here and they have a little bit of momentum on this drive after tension targets Holmes uh, a third time <laughs> a third time in a row on this drive I believe who goes ahead and makes the catch and triple coverage for the first down on a nice 15 plus yard reception that also gets Warner into Thomas territory so here we go they are rolling but Thomas is making Warner fight for pretty much every play over five yards on this drive and gets them into fourth down territory here and so here we go on fourth down Tingen finds Holmes on the outright on the out route sorry who takes it a couple more yards for a nice 10 plus yard gain that gets them into the red zone with the first down so just a really big play by Cynthia Holmes here to go ahead and uh, you know make a play after the catch and get them into the red zone but once in the red zone Thomas I mean they're making Warner fight for every play over five yards here not allowing any uh, plays over five yards and so they're playing that mid to deep game here and 
I mean, they play just excellent red zone defense here, forcing four incompletions in a row. Uh, to go ahead and stop this Warner offense and get the ball back, uh, Thomas getting the ball back, with about 2 minutes 54 seconds left in this game. Warner taking up a lot of time on this drive, almost 7 to 8 minutes of game clock on uh, this last, or one of their last drives here in the fourth quarter. And so, Thomas, you know, hey, they're dangerous when they have a lead, even if it's a one-point lead. And when it's the fourth quarter, they are the masters at running at the clock, at draining the clock. And so that is what they are doing here. They go ahead and put in Kiana, uh, Akel, and Janae Scott. And they run that combo. And so on this drive, you know, they, they're basically just running out this clock with uh, both of those players. Um, they have a couple pretty big plays, including this one play where there's a couple pitches on this one between Nakara Brown and I want to say Giselle Jones as well. And they, they get a good chunk of yards for Thomas extending this drive and using up as much clock as possible. But eventually, you know, uh, Thomas would drive just into Warner territory. Uh, well, they were they would drive into Warner territory, but they would just be outside of the red zone, so about the 20 or so. And uh, they would actually go ahead and decide to punt it when they reached fourth down instead of go for it here. And so they wanted to go ahead and pin Thomas deep. And so that's what they do. They punt it. Snag lover. Uh, great flag pulling here. She goes ahead and pulls the returner's flag and pins them. I want to say basically on the five yard line. Definitely inside the 10 with about... 50 seconds to go at this point warner has used all of their timeouts and so they got to be real careful here but once again i mean thomas they're sticking to their game plan not allowing anything over five yards here and warner just could not get anything over five yards as they do have to settle for a lot of short passes here uh to their receivers Eventually, though, they have to take a shot. It's like third down. They are running out of time here. And so they kind of just huck it up there. Uh, you know, a little bit of a Hail Mary here. But Sanaya Glover for Thomas comes up huge once again, grabbing another interception and ending this game. Uh, running out the clock herself, running out the last couple seconds herself as Thomas goes ahead and moves on to the conference championship, defeating Warner by a slight margin. Once again, 13 to 12 here, beating them by one score. So just an excellent game by Thomas here. Uh, defense, I mean, just played really well. Huge shout out to Sanaya Glover. Uh, she, I believe, uh, picked up the assignment of Cynthia Holmes a lot of the time. It felt, and if it wasn't her, it was one of the other defenders, Giselle Jones, Brittany Delva. But it felt like when it counted, Sanaya Glover made some pretty big plays against uh, Cynthia Holmes and against this Warner offense in general, having that interception at the end. And so if I had to pick a player of the game i'd probably go uh glover but jada reese would probably be up there as well she did come up with some big plays to a uh, stop warner from extending their lead so there you go but let's go ahead and hop into this next semi-final game here and on this game we have kaiser versus saint thomas university 
these two teams actually played uh, their last game against each other in the regular season. So very familiar with each other as well. It's been uh, less than a couple weeks since they last met up here. And so here's how this game between the two went down here. I'll be kind of quicker with this one here. But in the first quarter, the game would start relatively close here. Kaiser would, though, take the lead eventually with about 3 minutes 39 seconds uh, left on the clock in the first quarter. Thanks to Roden, Jasmine Roden, the quarterback for Kaiser, ending this drive with a check down throw to her running back, Emma Wagaman, for the 5-yard touchdown here. Adriana Cavallotti would then get the conversion, making it a quick 7-0 lead. But on the next drive here, St. Thomas replies, and they have Julianne Yolkowski starting this game after her backup started uh, the last game against Kaiser. And mind you, all the games against Kaiser in the regular season. So this is the first time Julianne Yolkowski has started against Kaiser here. But... On the next drive here, Yolkowski finds Destiny Francois for a 66-yard touchdown here. Definitely a couple missed flagpoles by Kaiser, but at the end of the day, it does not matter as she goes ahead and makes a huge play for them. Now, St. Thomas, they will not get the conversion, but they will pull close and reply back relatively quickly at 7-6 to six here within striking distance, obviously. Now, in the second quarter, it was definitely a little bit of a quieter one for both teams. You know, Kaiser playing good defense here. Um, and then the St. Thomas team, you know, kind of trying to find their footing here as an offense. But their defense also playing relatively well here. But Kaiser in the second would add to their lead when Kennedy Foster capped off another kind of longer uh, drive Thanks to a four-yard touchdown from Jasmine Roden there. So there you go, Kennedy Foster getting involved here early on in the game. Allison Goldsby would get the conversion, making it a 14-6 game. Uh, like I said, as St. Thomas would not be able to score before the half, would get the opportunity to, but would come up just a little bit short here. And so at halftime, it is 14-6. Now, in the third quarter, you know, Kaiser, they would eventually get the ball here and cap off another successful drive. This time, Jasmine Roden would go ahead and run this touchdown in for, I want to say it was about a 10-yard rushing touchdown, making it 20-6. to They would not get the conversion, but they would take a pretty dominant lead here uh, with about 6 minutes, 47 seconds left here in the third quarter. And, you know, this Kaiser offense... They are explosive. Once they get going, they start scoring in bunches here. St. Thomas, on the other hand, they are struggling just a little bit here. But I do want to give some credit to Kaiser as their defense really uh, stood up well here in this third quarter and was getting a lot of pressure on Julianne Yokowski. Now, here in the fourth quarter, it is early in the fourth, actually. And Jasmine Roden on third and long finds Adriana Cavallotti for a 33-yard touchdown reception making it 26 to 6 with about 11 seconds for, or sorry 11 minutes 46 seconds left in this game and at this point this game has basically gone away from St. Thomas as their offense continues to struggle to finish slash sustain a drive here and then on the next drive after that 
Cavallotti would actually pick off Julian Jokowski to go ahead and get Kaiser the ball back. And Kaiser would take advantage of this as Jasmine Roden would then throw a 25-yard touchdown to Chloe Griffin to make it 32-6, which was the final score of this semifinal game. Kaiser advances to the next round of this Sun Conference tournament here and to the Sun Conference championship for the rematch against Thomas here. And so here we go. We get the trilogy here. We get Thomas versus Kaiser. If you remember, this was the first game of the Sun Conference season here. And they also played midseason as well. And so these two teams are very, very familiar with each other. If you remember, Thomas won that first matchup. And then the second matchup, they go back to Florida to play Kaiser at home. And they would actually defeat Kaiser after a lightning delay. Um and all that great stuff so there you go here in the championship you know they're going toe-to-toe -to -toe. both defenses actually have been having pretty good days so far going into the sun conference game uh, and then obviously this kaiser offense has been doing their thing and so I'm honestly going to kind of start this game here in the third quarter, kind of halfway here in the third quarter, because the first half, nobody scored at all. It was a pretty close game. I mean, both teams drive into each other's territories, into the red zone, I think, at least once. But defenses came up big here, and they stopped them. You did have a couple missed opportunities. A couple dropped passes in this game, as I believe there were probably some nerves. And so, there you go. That's basically how the first half went. It was 0-0 going into the third quarter and so here in the third quarter i'm actually going to start with about two minutes left here in this quarter kaiser has the ball it is third and short here jasmine roden then finds kennedy foster who goes ahead and gets the first down and gets them back into thomas territory again uh, today and after that, Roden finds Allison Goolsby for a nice 5-plus yard gain. She then finds Adriana Rodriguez on the out route for a gain of a couple yards before bringing up third and short here just outside the red zone. And to get into the red zone here, Jasmine Roden would go ahead and flip it to Adriana Rodriguez uh, while on the run to get that first down and get them into the end or sorry, get them into the red zone. And so there we go. That's where we pick up at the start of the fourth quarter. Kaiser, they're in the red zone here, but the struggles on offense continues. You have two drops for Kaiser and an incompletion on basically on uh, these next couple plays here which would bring up a fourth down and long for kaiser here uh, just a very uncharacteristic too both of these drops were pretty wide open passes kennedy foster i believe dropped one and then i want to say it was adrian rodriguez dropped an out route or something like that as well and so it's fourth and long here kind of a tough situation it's still fourth and goal mind you but it's fourth and long here and so kaiser they try to use that two quarterback system where they have jasmine road and take the snap you have Haley young kind of off to the side and uh, so so here is what happens here. Jasmine Roden takes a snap, feels the pressure, passes it to Haley Young, who then feels the pressure as well and tries to pass it back to Jasmine Roden. Obviously, they're trying to find time here, trying to find a receiver in the back of the end zone by buying this time, doing this back and forth. But Haley Young passes it back, and this ball is just really low. Uh, kind of a really hard catch for Roden to make, and she tries to make it 
but unfortunately the pass is dropped it is just too low and so thomas takes over on downs with nine minutes left making a nice little red zone stand here but also kaiser kind of shooting themselves in the foot not making this an easier situation to deal with um here on this fourth and goal and so here we go on offense thomas takes over hartley finds Giselle jones who gets this drive started with a nice 10 plus yard reception getting them into kaiser territory after that, Hartley checks down to Keanu O'Cole, who makes a defender miss, and then gets the 10-yard reception for another first down in a row, getting them into the red zone just like that. But unfortunately, a couple incompletions in a row brings up fourth down for Thomas here. Hartley tries to take a shot into the end zone, but this one is batted down. And so Kaiser gets a red zone stop of their own, basically, and takes over on downs with about 6 minutes, 5 minutes, 53 seconds left in this championship game here. And so Kaiser on offense, Roden tosses it to Emma Wagman, her running back, who gets them the first down to start the drive on the short gain here. On first down, Rodham then throws this one away, intended for Chloe Griffin. It kind of looks like she slipped or something like that because this pass came up really short, so there you go. On second down, the pass was incomplete. On third down, she throws it to Adriana Rodriguez, which goes off of her hands. <laughs> and Chloe Griffin luckily is behind her and catches this one and gets her feet in bounds. But it's not nearly enough um, to get a first down. They do get a couple yards here. So Kaiser decides to go ahead and punt this one, not wanting to give Thomas great field position. At this point... There's about 2 minutes 38 seconds left in this game. Thomas has the ball at about midfield. If they wanted to, they probably could have used up the rest of this clock, but they are probably more focused on trying to score as they have struggled in the red zone. And so here we go. Keanu O'Cole, she's in at quarterback. She throws it to Giselle Jones for the first down, getting them into Kaiser territory right as the 2-minute warning hits. Now, on first down, Keanu O'Cole, she's trying to roll out, but she takes a little bit too much time here, and she gets sacked trying to find a wide receiver. Great defense by Kaiser not giving her that time. And so, after that, Hartley goes back in at quarterback and throws it to Nakara Brown, uh, but it is slightly overthrown, and so this one is incomplete. And so, at this point, it is third and long, for Thomas here they decide to go with Hartley in at quarterback and she takes another shot to Brittany Delva but the ball is thrown a little too far and so this one is incomplete as well bringing up a fourth and 20 for Thomas with that about a minute and nine seconds left now they are in Kaiser territory but they're not in the red zone and so instead of going for this fourth and 20 here Thomas decides to punt to Kaiser, wanting to pin them inside the 10 with about a minute left and trust their defense. And so that's what they do. They pin them inside the 10. And on first down here, Kaiser, they throw it. But Janae Scott tips this one at the line. But Wagonman comes up with the catch off the tip and gets a first down in a crazy catch here. Janae Scott almost had a chance to intercept this one. Uh, well, at least that's what the announcer said. I, I don't know about that, but she definitely tipped it and disrupted it. it. But it was just a very lucky that Emma Wagonman, um, and very good by Wagonman to go ahead and make this catch here. So there you go. 
After that, Kaiser throws an out route for a couple yards here. And then Roden, she finds Rodriguez again, who made the previous catch for a couple more yards, making it making it a manageable third and short here. And so here we go. On third down, Jasmine Roden tries to go back to Rodriguez, but overthrows this one just slightly. Uh, I believe it was an out route too, which is just a very uncharacteristic of her. And so this brings up a fourth down here. And Kaiser, even though they are in their own territory, they go ahead and decide to go for it. There's not a lot of clock left in this game here. And so here we go. Fourth and short here. They decide to take a shot here. Thomas, they bring the rusher, Jada Reese, um, easily the sack leader in the entire country. And so Jada Reese is applying the pressure to Roden. But Jasmine Roden, the veteran, under pressure, throws a dime on the nine route, just a straight vertical route here to Chloe Griffin, who eventually gets a step on her defender. And Roden, just throwing a beautiful ball here, just finds Chloe Griffin in stride before she's even open here. And so she throws this one before she's open. And Griffin, she goes ahead and finishes this play here and catches it. And at this point, she has a step on her defender. And it's a race to the end zone. And this is a race that Chloe Griffin wins as she burns her way 30 plus yards to the house for a touchdown and the first lead of this game kaiser taking this lead with 27 seconds left the hype is real right now nerves are high i'm sure right before this uh conversion this extra point but as fate may have it they are hit with a lightning delay, and this game goes on ice for at least an hour. They have to pause this game here. Everyone comes off the field, and so, I mean, I can't say it's such because it's the weather, but the last time this happened, Thomas won the game, and I there's only 27 seconds left anyway, so even then, this does allow Thomas and Kaiser both a lot of time to think about how they want to approach this conversion here, uh, this extra point try, I mean, and then how they want to approach the last 27 seconds. So the drama is on here. And after about an hour or so, a little bit over an hour, they pick this one back up. And so Jasmine Roden and the offense take the field here to go ahead and attempt this extra point conversion. They want to get it because the last game that Thomas played against uh Warner, you know, they won by one point. So every point matters here in the conference championship here in the Sun Conference. And so they attempt the try here. Jasmine Roden throws it, but it is out of bounds here. And so they are not able to get the conversion. And so they kind of settle for a 6-0 lead. But mind you, there is 27 seconds left in this game. And Thomas now has to drive the length of the field to even have a chance at tying this one up. And so here we go. Hartley finds Giselle Jones just short of the first down here uh, for a gain of a couple yards. And so after that, Thomas, they go ahead and call a timeout. And then on the following drive or on the following play, this would be the play that would really, really give Thomas a fighting chance here. Hartley 
throws it into coverage. She makes, I mean, this is a pretty ballsy move here. But Shelby Hartley definitely throws into coverage. And Janae Scott mosses three defenders for a big 20-plus yard gain that gets them right into Kaiser territory here. This was the jolt that this Thomas offense needed to stay alive right here. And so that's what they do. They go ahead and call a timeout, I assume. And then after that, Hartley rolls out right, finds Lakara Brown. Um, she rolls out right for kind of a bit. I thought she she might go ahead and run this one in herself and then run it out of bounds. But she rolls out right and finds Lakara Brown, who comes back, makes the catch on the sideline, and then goes ahead and takes it another couple yards here to go ahead and put Thomas within 10 yards of the end zone here and so this is where thomas calls a timeout for sure here and so two big plays here by janae scott first off just mossing those defenders and getting that big gain and then nakara brown you know go ahead and being a little bit a little ambitious here but it pays off as she gambles and gets a couple more yards and still gets out of bounds uh here or at least gives thomas a chance to call a timeout here and so coming out of the timeout is first down they are in the red zone here there's about six seconds left in this game so ideally you know they have two plays here thomas definitely uh they also have a timeout so there you go so ideally they have two plays here and so hartley she drops back throws the hitch route to giselle jones and she kind of bobbles this one before bringing it in and scoots forward for a yard or so and thomas is just barely able to call a timeout if jones was not able to catch this or if she bobbled it for a second more then this game would have been over here but she just barely catches it and then falls down allowing thomas to go ahead and call a timeout and so here we go we have a second left in this game here basically you have the last game or the last play of this game here at least in regulation and so Hartley drops back. Kaiser sending a pass rush. So Hartley is under pressure here. Hartley goes ahead and anticipates this. Throws the ball here before her receivers open here just to get it off. And Nakara Brown perfectly steps into this one. Hartley, fantastic timing on this throw. But Nakara Brown perfectly steps into this one and catches the ball for the touchdown to tie this game here. Oh my goodness, it is insane right now. This play is going to go down as one of the greatest plays of all time, not only in Thomas history, but in Sun Conference history. Hartley hitting basically a buzzer beater here to her receiver, Nakara Brown. Just excellent timing. Brown wasn't even open when Hartley released this one. And so this is just big trust between these two players here. And they find a way to get Thomas back into this game just like that but thomas they do have a conversion here if they get this extra point conversion then they win this game and warner wouldn't even get the ball at this point because there's no time left on the clock and obviously all extra points are untimed downs and so here we go to win the sun conference here on the extra point they roll out kiana akel and janae scott the infamous slash famous combo from thomas here that gets it done in the red zone and in short 
yardage situations, plus when they run out the clock as well. And so here we go. Direct snap to Keanu Cole. She rolls out right. Has Janae Scott there for the pitch. But instead of pitching it, she throws it. It's an RPO. And Margarita Pena is wide open here as Kaiser sells out here for the run. And Pena brings in the extra point for the conversion for the catch here. And just like that, the Thomas University Nighthawks are your Sun Conference champions in their first year as a program, defeating Kaiser for a third time in this season here. It is wild here. Oh my goodness. 27 seconds. Cool, calm, and collected this offense was as they drove down and won this time in just... I Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm, I'm in shock still. Honestly, I'm, I'm still in shock after this game, but just such a great game here and just such a clutch effort by this Thomas offense as a whole. So there you go. Thomas University is your Sun Conference champions. Now, coming up next, I'm going to go ahead and react to all these games with my co-host, Cody Stoffer. You can keep that in because welcome to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I am now joining in as the co-host of this segment, Cody Stoffer, joined with the guy who gave you all the details on the previous segment, Coach V. How's it going, Coach? It's going well. I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now. If you, for some reason, are just tuning in to the reaction part of this episode, go ahead and go back and listen to the recap. That was just a little bit earlier if you haven't already. Because uh, we'll just be reacting to these games here in the Sun Conference Tournament. But, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this first matchup, which, I mean, you you gave the lowdown on, was uh, Thomas versus Warner. And I remember during the preview, you know, talking about the Sun Conference preview, which if you want to uh, verify us or whatever, go ahead and listen to that episode. But I remember you and I kind of agreeing, like, Warner could sneak this game out from underneath the one-seeded Thomas. And, I mean, they almost did that. Um, But, like, a lot of Warner games this year, they just fell a little short and uh, kind of just stalled out at the worst possible time. Well, I guess I shouldn't say, like, stalled out. I mean, the Thomas defense played incredible down the stretch. But, uh, man, conversions end up playing a huge role in this game as well as uh basically ever every other game this weekend which sounds really obvious but you know those one to two points at a time they'll kill you if you don't get them and uh i that's what happens to warner here was my really really big takeaway in a day i say weekend but really in a day where conversions ended up being monumental yeah no absolutely and warner kind of has been struggling with conversions all year, you know, I remember at the beginning of the year, and I, I want to say it was that week three recap, you know, they were winning games, but they were missing like their first two or three conversions on their first two or three scores. And you just can't have that, you know, especially against a team like Thomas, who, you know, will be satisfied winning by one. You got to get all the points that you could get. And for Warner, I mean, obviously this Thomas defense is great, especially, you know, when it like the shorter the area the better they are, you know, and so it, it's it's tough, but they 
I mean, that was just a battle that they didn't win. And then another thing I kind of want to bring up, because we did talk about it on the preview. Why I talked about it on the preview was that Thomas early on, they were going to find Cynthia Holmes and get her the ball because she's their playmaker. And arguably, I mean, she's arguably one of the best playmakers in the entire country in one-on-one, in double coverage, in triple coverage. Like, she'll, she'll give you a fighting chance. But with that being said... You know, you gotta you gotta have some other people kind of step up for you here if you were Warner. And if you're Thomas, then you're focused on uh, stopping Hobbs and, you know, not only being satisfied putting Hobbs in one-on-one, but like, you know, kind of bracketing her in, which is what they did at times. They didn't allow her to have too many, like, you know, deep catches that weren't contested by more than one person, you know? Yeah, no, you could tell that the Thomas game plan was focused on Hobbs. Uh, that didn't stop her from making plays, mind you, because, I mean, on that first drive, she straight up mossed that Thomas defender to set them up in the red zone. And then that one handed catch. Oh, my Lord. That was that was sweet. Um, oh, yeah. Running a fade and catching it with one hand. It looked yeah. really it was easy. cold. It was cold is what yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, I mean, throughout the, I mean, she still makes plays throughout this game for sure. And uh, I believe. She actually, she was their other touchdown as well. But I mean, once the half was over, they they locked her up in the second half pretty well. But I mean, it took multiple defenders because she has a catch in double or triple coverage later in the game. But that's kind of the looks that she was getting for the rest of the day. And Warner just didn't really have someone else step up and become like that next option or, you know, kind of take advantage of the focus that Homs was getting. Yeah, which was a little disappointing. I mean, they they really wanted, I mean, Warner really wanted to force feed Homs, it felt like, at, at times, you know, and I, I get it, you know, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta have some other playmakers step up. I know Jade Hickey, she got involved early on for a really big catch. Uh, Trinity Karen, she did her thing as well, um, kind of earlier on in the game, but they kind of faded, you know, down the stretch. And honestly, with Thomas, I mean, once they took that lead here, and they were only leading by one point, mind you, but once they took that lead, that's really all the confidence that they needed, you know, because at that point, you know, they would rather have the defense be out on the field and trust their defense to win this game, which is what they ultimately did. And this defense honestly just wasn't giving Warner anything um, more than five yards. They were okay giving them, you know, five yards and less. But other than that, like, they were like stifling that mid game and that, you know, in those deep throws as well. Uh, Not that they're giving, you know, not that they were giving Warner too much time to go deep and throw it anyways, because you got Jada Reese off the edge, who's, who's dangerous. And, you know, once again, came up a couple of times in this game, just, I mean, just disrupting this offense and kind of just being a problem as she has been all season, you know, and I'm pretty sure she is the national sack leader for women's college football right now. So there's no surprises there, but I mean, once Thomas kind of gets you in that bind and they have that lead, it's really hard to come back if you're relying on one person. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, there, like you said, there are still some people who did step up. I mean, that pass to Michaela Michael in the second quarter on, you know, the, the drive that they'd end up scoring on, that was a, amazing pass and catch by the way i just wanted to shout that up there but um you know tinjin 
she she delivered some strikes but uh yeah they definitely sputtered out here a little bit in the second half like you said that thomas defense just really tightened up really hard it was hard to get completions and you know with when you go against the thomas defense and this was a takeaway i had from the whole weekend and i'll note on this a little bit later but well just in general you have to be patient you know what i mean like you see teams who gain yards right it's usually on these quick hitter kind of passes they don't allow a ton of big plays they're the best flag pulling team in the country in my opinion and you know i think that the top three teams in the country are the top three because they flag pull so well you don't see them make mistakes defensively you don't see like collapses in coverage a whole lot and that's that's why this team is so hard to beat is because you have to be patient and teams get impatient which is which is fair but i mean look take your seven yard hitches get downfield and then really get into your bag to create opportunities or looks against this defense in the red zone which is nigh impossible like I, I don't know it's it's hard to game plan against this thomas defense just because of how athletic they are and how disciplined they are and when you start to get impatient you really take away any chance you have i want to say at beating this thomas team because you start forcing things and they will feast on your mistakes yeah no absolutely and i honestly don't have too much more to add to that uh but let's let's talk about warner real quick here because we won't see them until they are at that national tournament here um look i'm just gonna be honest i'm not super worried about them this was another close game you know they're I'm, they're still learning you know it's not like warner has a lot of players that is not getting playing time like they have a relatively small roster and so every game these players are becoming more experienced this roster is becoming more experienced and bad already you know and so this loss was probably good for warner in the long run because i don't think they're gonna have too many of these close games unless it's like against one of the contenders uh which is a kind of a good sign if you're warner if you're only really having close games against one of the contenders the only other time that you know maybe maybe it'll be close as if they're just not playing their game but they looked pretty sharp for the most part here it just i mean thomas is just a tough team to play and they're also playing in georgia as well so they already have home field advantage so so there you go but cody what do you think about warner going into this national tournament and uh, after this game well i think that no matter what team you are heading into the national tournament you have to have your conversion game plan set because if they just get one of these conversions it's a tie game and if they get both these conversions then they win this game you know what i mean or potentially when they're at least leading uh in terms of final score 14 13 as it was finished but you got to convert because it, as soon as you don't convert then you just make it a lot easier on the other team they have to do a little bit less and i mean it's one play and sometimes well in, in football it can be one play that makes a world of difference and i think that that was the story here and that was a reoccurring theme honestly uh throughout this saturday afternoon so i don't i wouldn't beat myself up too much about it but i want to make sure that i'm game planning how to you know convert because it, it's been a bit of an issue especially against thomas 
in in general so yeah absolutely i think in general uh, i'm just going to add to this before we move on real quick warner could probably use some work just working red zone situations you know because they they kind of thrive off of these big splash plays whether tom's you know getting wide open for like a 20-yard touchdown or a 30-yard touchdown you know, but when they get into that red zone, they, they definitely struggle a little bit, not just against Thomas, but against a lot of teams. And then obviously we see that as well when it comes to their conversions. And so, you know, I think uh, kind of tightening up that offense, that red zone offense would go a long way. Defensively, I think they were fine. I mean, they gave the offense plenty of opportunities. So I don't I don't know what else more you could say. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, they, they yeah. held the number one team in the country to 13 points. That's pretty great. So, yeah, uh, they have their chances, you know, but it happens. You know, Thomas, I mean, this was kind of a game that they could have dropped easily as well if Warner got a, another touchdown. That fourth quarter drive just took a really long time. Like, geez, almost seven minutes of game I mean, clock, which yeah, is uh, wild. A Cole and Scott in that backfield. <laughs> That's brutal to, to have to try and defend. Oh, uh, yeah. And they, they'll just bleed it out because, I mean, they're both just incredible athletes. I mean, Nicole, uh, you can make an argument for for her for player of the game uh, in this one for sure. Um, she, she had herself uh, a fantastic day. So, yeah, no, absolutely. But if you got to I mean, if you got to rely on stopping Nicole and Scott, you know, when they have the lead and they're just trying to grind out time, then you probably already lost the game, to be honest with you. So you just don't want to be in that situation. But um, but yeah, uh, honestly, I don't have too much more to say. Hey, shout out to Sonia Glover. She came up big at times. and She had the responsibility guarding Holmes, and she followed her around. I believe she, she only had one interception this game that counted, and that was the one at the end uh, that she grabbed. And then she also had a really good end zone interception, but they called holding on Thomas. And so that one was taken away. Still, yeah, I'm pretty, I don't know if they stopped them or not, but that was, uh, no, they didn't stop them. But that because was still Holmes a- got it in the, in the red zone. Yeah, yeah, she did. She was open there. But other than that, Snag Glover did a pretty good job. I mean, this entire defense did a good job, uh, you know, taking turns of shutting down Holmes. So shout out to them. But we'll talk about Thomas more here in a little bit. Cody, do you want to talk about Kaiser versus St. Thomas here? Uh, it looks like Julian Yolkowski got the start for St. Thomas. Yeah. Yep. She, uh, what do you think about that? I mean, it didn't solve anything on offense if I, if that was the goal, right? Because, I mean, I mean, good for St. Thomas that they finally scored against Kaiser this year, but also they scored once. Um for the first time all year, mind you. And the St. Thomas defense, you could just tell that as this game goes on and as they have to be on the field more and more and more, that the offense has to meet them halfway and, you know, make some plays. I mean, look, Yolkowski, it's a tough situation for for either quarterback because it doesn't feel like they have the trust of the coaching staff. You can tell that confidence is an issue in this quarterback room, you know, here at St. Thomas. And it's a little worrisome, honestly, 
for not only St. Thomas reflecting on this year, but looking ahead to the national tournament, this is not a winning formula to land you in a championship game. And, you know, there were there were some plays where it's like, okay, you know, Yukowski, she made a pretty good play here. Uh, I think that she did a decent job of like reacting to the defense uh, earlier in this game. But then as the game went on, you could tell that it gets super risky and I just, uh, it, it was just a tough game. There is this one particular play that I just knew that this game was over. It, it was St. Thomas had fourth end. It was like 12 or 13. And first off, I just want to say Kaiser is incredible on these long third down or fourth down conversions that they send the house, right? And they send a blitz and Yolkowski steps up past the blitz, which is good movement but then just hucks it into triple coverage that gets knocked down and it sets up Kaiser inside midfield. So you could tell that it was like desperation time in St. Thomas and their prayers weren't really answered in this game. I This offense is just way too inconsistent. Um, they can't shadow block, which adds up over time, especially against these other contending teams. Like, bro, if you think that this St. Thomas offense would be able to move the ball against this Thomas offense today the way that it played, I don't know what to tell you because Thomas's pass rush is even – it's like on par with Kaiser, if not better sometimes. So that was a bit of a problem. I did mention that they scored, but this like – this big touchdown play that they had had four missed flagpoles. So they got a little lucky here for their only touchdown of the day. And then kind of looked like the St. Thomas that we knew who's lost to them, who's lost to Kaiser 19-0 and 20-0. Not to take anything away from Kaiser's talent, but this St. Thomas offense just has me scratching my head on what exactly their plan is. Because they can't create separation. The quarterbacks aren't confident. There's not really a great dump off or option out of the backfield to try and take advantage of defenses when they blitz. There's just, there's more question marks than there are answers here for the St. Thomas offense. And it has me definitely concerned heading into the national tournament. Um, that may come off pretty harsh, but if you want to compete for a national championship, something's got to give. Yeah, no, that's fair and valid, honestly. I mean, look, here, here's the thing about St. Thomas. They have a lot of great skill players. You know, defensively, I feel like they can match up with the best of the best in the entire country. Deshumba Washington, in my opinion, is probably the best cornerback in the entire country for, you know, women's football, um, for sure. Uh, she, she, she's a beast. So then you have all these other athletes over there as well, like DJ Paris, Destiny Francois, Riona Baker, Tyler Brown. Like, uh, you have all these great athletes, you know. But the thing about St. Thomas is I – uh, I, I don't want to say maybe it's a lack of confidence with the quarterback position because I feel like Wilkowski knows she's the starter. But also, I probably would have rather had started Wilkowski against Kaiser uh, in that last regular season game, right? Because that's, that's who they played, right? Yeah, you want to establish something. Yeah. And if you're going to change it, then what's the what's the point? No, for sure, you know, and maybe they didn't want to show all their cards 
But Julian Jokowski, I believe, is a freshman. I, I would kind of rather, you know, make sure that my freshman is confident and whatnot than, you know, try to experiment or, you know, make sure that your backup is ready. Because, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, there's, there's no reason to make sure that your backup is ready if you haven't even beat this team yet with your starter. You know, like, she hasn't played Kaiser at all this regular season. Because it was the backup quarterback, well, now backup quarterback, who played them. So I kind of would have rather, if I was the coaching staff, you know, and obviously I'm not, but if I was the coaching staff, I probably would have rather started Jokowski in that, you know, in that last regular season game so that she could at least see what Kaiser is running or have, like, you know, a grasp on it. And then when you go to Georgia and play them again, you know, it's round two. You know, and so she's she has a better grasp and there's not as much pressure to, I mean, to match such an explosive Kaiser offense, you know, because look, Kaiser's offense is arguably the number one offense of the entire country. You could probably throw an Ottawa in there, to be honest, and I, I think those two would be very close. But offensively, they're explosive. You know, Jasmine Roden, she's a special quarterback who could run, who could throw, and she's surrounded by fantastic pass catchers led by Kennedy Foster, but you also have freshmen like Adriana Cavallotti, Adriana Cavallotti, Adriana Rodriguez, Chloe Griffin, uh, Emma Wagman, the running back, who's an excellent running back, arguably the best in the entire country. You know, she has all these weapons. And so if you're St. Thomas and, you know, you're their freshman quarterback, there's definitely pressure to be like, okay, I kind of feel like I need to go back and forth with, with Jasmine Roden. Or maybe that is a feeling, you know, it shouldn't be, but maybe it is in the back of her head. And it probably didn't help that they sat her that last regular season game instead of giving her a taste of that defense. Well, and so I, at least that's my opinion. No, and I want to echo that because, I mean, this defense, it's a complicated defense to go against you know they'll they'll throw you your note you know the typical cover three look of course that's the, kind of their bread and butter but they can also get some movement up front and send different linebackers from different angles and they'll throw you like a disguised look that looks cover three and then it'll be a cover two like it's a pretty complex defense that they run over there at kaiser with a variety of ways to kind of keep you off balance and if you haven't seen it in person before then it is going to be a hard thing to walk into yeah, no, absolutely. And it's not even like, like no, nothing against Kaiser's, like, you know, defensive players and whatnot. But scheme-wise, they, they scheme very hard over there defensively, you know. And some of these players, I mean, they're just put in good positions to, to do their job and make plays. And then, you know, you got a defense like Thomas, who they're very well coached as well. But you got some players that are just good and one-on-one defensively. You know, and who are just stars, like defensive stars. Kaiser, they're definitely going to scheme a little bit more here and confuse quarterbacks, especially, especially freshman quarterbacks who they know don't have as um, as much experience as some of the other quarterbacks they might face in the Sun Conference. And so, it, honestly, it's just a tough game, you know. It's going to be a growing moment for Yolkowski if she's the starter, which I assume she will be because I – I don't know why they would not, you know, stick with her going into nationals. I think to go back to Holly right now, nothing against her, but to go back to her right now for nationals might be a little bit too much movement in the quarterback room, you know? Yeah. 
No, that's those are all good points, and I, I think that Yulkowski has a lot of upside. You know what I mean? It's just a tough situation and a great team to play. So uh, all respect yeah, to Kaiser. She's physically well. talented. And, she can uh, move around and throw it. Yeah, and all respect to St. Thomas as well. Like you said, they have the playmakers. They just they, there's just a gap here, and uh, it's not. Well, it feels really wide in the present, is what I will say. But it can be closed a little bit easier than people may think. Well, I mean, yeah. No, absolutely. They, I mean, look, defensively, they match up well with pretty much every team in the country, I would say. Offensively, depending on the day, they could definitely put up a couple points, too. But like I said, it depends on the day. So, yeah. But that that St. Thomas, though, I mean... I really don't have too much more to talk about here. Defensively, they didn't even do that bad. I mean, they only allowed, what, 14 points in the first half? The third quarter, they only allowed a touchdown as well. So, I mean, if the offense was keeping pace, they would have been at least within a touchdown going into the fourth. So, I don't know. But it is what it is. They're going to learn from it, get better. Quarterback-wise, I mean, you got to pump some confidence into one of your quarterbacks and just ride it out. You know, uh, just, just going back and forth is just never a good thing. And so, so yeah. But Kaiser, they move on. I don't think this was super surprising. I mean, they were favored in this game. So, yeah, but uh, that kind of leads us to our last Sun Conference game here, which, well, our last Sun Conference tournament game. But it is, I guess, the last Sun Conference game in general. And that is Thomas versus Kaiser. We got the trilogy. So, this is round three. And honestly, it lived up to expectations here. I don't know. Okay, where to start? Cody, Cody, what, what do you think about this game in general? I think, honestly, this is going to go down as a top women's college football game of all time. Probably top two or three for a minute here. This game was insane. And... You know, I feel like if you just like I initially just looked at the box score, right? I had to I had to rewatch this game on demand, right? And if you look at the box score, you're gonna be like, ugh, where's where's the offense, right? You you we're so used to in this age, you know, we're so used to shootouts and you know, seeing lots of points on the board. It's flag football as well. We're seeing creative offenses, we're seeing lots of passing. This game was entertaining. For the opposite reason, not only were the defenses on point today, basically until the last like two minutes, but the pass rush was legendary on both sides. This was, you know, if, you know, a shootout is a battle of quarterbacks, this was uh, a pass rush out of some kind. Uh, I have to come up with a catchier name than that, but I mean, the pass rush was... Watching this game makes me think that there's going to be a very high emphasis on recruiting elite pass rushers, more so even, or or like right up there next to quarterbacks than other positions in the next few years. Because that's what this game came down to, was who can rush the quarterback, what skills do they have, how big is their bag, how athletic are they, and how many plays are they going to make, or how many plays are they going to force to be overthrows or errant throws or throwaways or bad decisions on top of the sacks that they're going to get. This was the most entertaining battle of pass rushers. I probably have ever seen in a game of football. Period. 
I, I don't want to go quite there yet because I've seen some great pass rushing battles um, from my Texas days <laughs> for sure. But it's definitely up there. You know, the defensively, like both teams did a good job, I would say. Now, there are probably some missed opportunities, you know, uh, in the first half. Honestly, I picked up this game in the second half watching it live and then I rewatched it. Uh, first half, I'm sure there were some opportunities, but really, I mean, this game was won in the second half, obviously. And defensively, they played very well. I mean, both teams were scheming well, letting the other offense do some things, but obviously uh, not allowing them to do everything they want. And really what it came down to in this game was the play of the quarterbacks, I would say. Uh, first, Jasmine Rodin hitting that throw to Chloe Griffin to get that lead with about 30 seconds left in this entire game was huge. Because first off, it was just a great throw and a great read by Jasmine Rodin. I think that's something that unfortunately might be forgotten when people look back at this game and, and, and just see what happened, you know? I mean, Jasmine Rodin, she was under pressure. Jada Reese, I believe, was right in her face. And I mean, she just read the offense, or sorry, she read the defense correctly, found the one receiver that was in 1v1 who, I mean, didn't even have a step on her DB yet, and then just uncorked a bomb to her and eventually hit her in time as well. I mean, it was just a great timing throw. You know, her receiver wasn't open yet when she let it go. And so she kind of just trusted Chloe Griffin to go get it. And she did. And she housed it like 30 or 40 yards. And so that was huge. You know, you gotta gotta give Jasmine Roden a lot of credit for that though, because not there's not many quarterbacks in the country that would not only be able to diagnose that play in pre-snap, because that's definitely what she did. You know, I don't think she was, uh, you know, trying to go to Chloe Griffin and was like staring her down the entire way, because I would probably think Kennedy Foster would be her first read. Uh, so this is definitely a pre-snap read. But for her to do that and then make this throw on fourth down, by the way, and if you don't complete it, then Thomas takes over in your territory. I, I mean, that's huge. You know, that was absolutely huge for them. And so going to give her a lot of credit for that. But this lightning delay, man, I mean, look, it's not it's not sus because you can't control the weather and whatnot. And they have to call. I mean, they have to call it when it's within 10 miles of you. Yeah, you, you, you can't know? you can't conjure a lightning storm. Maybe maybe Thomas was doing like a rain dance or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, you really just can't call it sus because the first rain delay even was in Florida. And then this one was in Georgia. So what are the chances that after a Kaiser so touchdown, a lightning delay would happen in the last minute of the game in these last two matchups that they've met? You know, like that's wild to me. It's so dramatic. Like it is. It's, it's cinematic even because I mean, uh, sorry to sorry Go to ahead. jump in, but you know, thinking about this first half, I think that the first three drives summarizes you know, kind of what this game was like until the final two minutes, because, you know, the first Kaiser pass was really low. It hit the receiver in the hands, but it was a drop more on that in a second. And the pass rush was forcing some issues. Then, you know, on the Thomas drive, they get into the red zone first and goal. And the Kaiser pass rush forces a misfire, a sack, a dump off and a pass that sails out of the end zone. 
That was what the Kaiser pass rush did to Thomas. And then the very first play of the Kaiser drive that was next was a Jada Reese sack. And if you basically rinse and repeat this, that's how the game was until the final two minutes. Both of these quarterbacks, they had to throw quick. They had to get rid of the ball. I mean, Jasmine Roden probably ran like 20 miles during this game, just trying to buy time constantly and trying to make plays. And, you know, that's saying something because, I mean, Jasmine Roden, like Simon said, is, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in the entire country who can make, you know, all the throws, make all the plays, keep plays alive, also run with the ball. But I mean, she was pushing it to her limit and she left it all on the line this game and played you know, given the circumstances, fantastic. And then I also just want to shout out, you know, uh, Hartley. Also, you know, she she was put in a tough situation because, I mean, she was playing a lot during that first half, dealing with the pass rush. Then in the third quarter, I want to say it was, Thomas switches to, to the Akol Scott combo and Kaiser locks it up. Like, hardcore locks it up. And then Hartley has to come back on in the fourth quarter. And after like basically an entire quarter of not really touching the ball, she has to come back in and is expected to make plays. So that was the both of the quarterbacks were asked to do very different things. And, you know, both showed mental toughness and wherewithal in a game that, I mean, asked everything of everyone on the field on every given play. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I mean, I want to give Shelby Hartley a lot of praise. I DM'd her personally. I didn't. I don't even think I told you this, Cody. Or wait, did I? I think I'm finding out about this right now. <clears throat> okay, so I, well, here, uh, I mean, I, I DM'd her, you know, at the end of the game. And I just, uh, uh, I don't, I don't want to read the full thing. But I just told her uh, basically that, you know, obviously it's a team game. But when Thomas has needed a score most and they put Hartley in, even though she's been like sitting on the sidelines for, you know, like you said, a couple of drives, she still finds a way to get it done and makes basically makes the last two minutes winning time for Thomas because she's in the game. And that's really hard to do for a quarterback to, I mean, like you said, you know, get benched basically and it's part of their game plan so it's fine you know kind of but it's hard for a quarterback to get benched and then you know kind of be expected to come back in and make plays you know you got to have a lot of trust between your coach between your quarterbacks between those players to to do that you know and obviously Hartley she's been with uh, coach Farmer here for a minute um at least I believe uh, that was her coach in high school I want to say it, it kind of sounded like that on the broadcast but, you know, it still takes a lot of trust. And even then, you know, you could still be out of rhythm. But, you know, I complimented Hartley and I said, yo, you are killing it in these fourth quarters. And you're just doing such a good job. And I feel like, obviously, you know, you have a great team around you. And a lot of people, you know, they're going to look at the entire team. But I just want to make sure that you know that I see you working out there and to keep up the good work because you're dangerous in the fourth quarter, basically. It's basically what I said. You know, it's basically what I said. And I, I loved her response. I'm not going to share the whole thing. But basically, she said, these are the moments I live for, not do anything for this game. And I love that. Because that, golly, that's a damn winner, baby. That's a damn champ. You know, because I'll tell you what, you know, 
<laughs> not every quarterback's like that mentally. You know, not every quarterback's like that mentally. You have a lot of quarterbacks that are the same physically, but it's the mental game that really separates it. And, you know, in these last 30 seconds, she was probably as composed as you could be. Obviously, she was nervous. And obviously, that lightning delay probably helped her, like, you know, like, not only her, but the entire team just kind of chill out for a minute, get over the shock of that big-time throw by Roden to Griffin, you know. And it allowed them to kind of compose themselves, honestly. You know, and I'm sure they would admit it. You know, it's not, look, like I said, you can't really call it sus. It's just the weather being the weather, you know. But, you know, when you're given that opportunity to kind of just let the shock pass for about an hour or so, you know, and then start figuring out what exactly you want to do, that helps you out, you know. Obviously, Kaiser, they had the same amount of time to, you know, let the hype of that play run as well and they had time to think about what they want to do as well but you know if you're Kaiser you kind of want to ride that hype you know so what do you think about what I just said with the whole DM situation with Hartley and all that first off how dare you wait this long to tell me it's been like over half a week bro (laughs) so uh there's that but uh (laughs) anyways no that is that gives me chills, literal chills. And I mean, you're absolutely right because, I mean, the, but what do they call them? The, the cardiac kids, right? Is is what the announcers have been saying about these Thomas comebacks and they just keep coming. And a huge part of that, obviously to their all time great defense. I mean, this defense is historic for sure. But like you said, uh, Shelby Hartley finding a way and there's no better way to describe it than finding a way because i mean they do not get the ball left with a lot of time against this defense who has been stifling them all day it's less than half a minute but they figure it out and hartley makes some great throws her athletes make some great catches and great decisions are made down the line and then simon look like you said, it's it's not sus, but it is interesting, right? When the delays happen, especially being the extra point, right? Because we talked about it earlier in the Warner and Thomas game, that one missed extra point was the difference between Warner being tied with Thomas or, you know, the game shaking out differently. And one missed extra point attempt was the difference in this game too. And, well, not only a missed extra point attempt, but a made extra point attempt that was just, what a call. What a call and what a play. Honestly, that last play on that extra point, they've been setting it up all season. Like, this is something that not only have they been, like, you know, showing it, like, when they go for it, uh, or, or, sorry, not only are they showing the same look, on basically all their extra points in this game, but they've shown it all season. You know, they ran this same kind of concept against Kaiser in the first game of the season, you know? And so I, and I I know this concept well, it was basically an RPL. You know, most of the time, A. Cole, she's gonna run it in, or sorry, a Cole, she's gonna run I mean, it in, she or she's gonna tip it to game. Scott, and she's gonna like make a couple people miss and get it in. And sometimes even then you have Nakara Brown who's, you know, there for Scott to pitch it to. 
sometimes, you know, which is, I'm just going to throw that out there. That's probably another wrinkle in uh, that as well. But, I mean, look, Thomas, they ran the same thing. You know, they've, I, I would say, sorry, Cody, I kind of cut you off here, but I just want to finish my thought here. But, you know, basically, I mean, Thomas, they ran the same thing, um, or at least the same look, you know, on these extra points all year. You know, a call for the majority of the time has taken it in. Or she's pitched it and somebody eventually takes it in. And so for Kaiser to play the run is not a bad play at all. That's probably what they were expecting, you know. Um, but, like, they they were probably told, hey, you know, it's probably going to be a pitch. They're going to try to put a move on you. You have to be really good flag pullers right now. You just have to. You know, you have to be a good tackler right now. And so you have to break down on the run and commit. And we have to send bodies at them because who knows? You know, they could win. Some of these athletes could win a one-on-one -on -one matchup. You know, if it's you versus them and they're going to try to juke you out, that's probably a matchup that they could win. And so they probably told him, hey, you know, everyone to the ball. We're stopping this run right here. And so for them to call this RPO and give them the option to throw it, I mean, it kind of just put them in, in hell defensively because there's so many conflicting things and I mean you kind of got to go with what they've been running all year and let them beat you with something else right Cody yeah you dare you dare a call to pass the ball here and I mean she literally ran it in, she literally ran it in for their only other one-point conversion of the day earlier today you know what I mean like it's fresh but the same it's it's on order for them to to run it in and they don't also uh shout out to um uh pena for making the catch yeah margarita pena came up uh, big for thomas in these uh two games this day she caught both the extra points you know which obviously resulted in uh thomas winning by one in both games so that's that's pretty big time you know that's pretty big time Th those are the little things that matter and you gotta have players that are willing to do both the big plays and the small plays like this one but she she came up pretty big today as well just gonna be honest yeah no and it's it sounds i mean it's it's one thing to pass the ball but it is another thing to catch the ball because remember earlier when i said that the very first Kaiser pass uh, was kind of, you know, uh, a preview on what would happen for the rest of the day. And the fact that, you know, it was a low drop throughout this game. I And there, there may be more, but I counted at least eight drops on Kaiser's side. Not to mention, I counted four drops on Thomas's side. And these are, most of these passes are really catchable. There's maybe one or two that are like, low or quote tough catches but i mean if it hits you in the hands you have to catch the ball and it was just a really slick day or well not not even like the, it was just a buttery fingery kind of day on for for the receivers throughout this game i mean there's one point on a kaiser drive where they drop like four or five passes on the whole drive it was insane and ugh, i just i don't know what uh, it was it was killing me simon you know you know that watching drops physically makes me ill and so for this game to end on a catch is redeeming 
for for the entire game because oh my gosh it was it was putting some work on my emotional health for for the amount of drops to be happening that were yeah it was a little abnormal i kind of understood why thomas would drop some passes i mean this is their first time in a conference championship but for kaiser to do it was a, a little bit less unacceptable and i oh my god i'm always going to remember this one play that kennedy foster dropped i mean it was good coverage and the db was being physical with her but that's a but it was definitely a play that kennedy foster pretty much makes, makes nine 10 out of, out of 10, 10 times, times. And it, Kennedy, you can't you can't drop that, you know. And he and I love Kennedy Foster. I absolutely love Kennedy Foster as a player, you know. As a player, I love Kennedy Foster. But you can't do that, you know. And I mean, when you're seeing your number one receiver dropping it, and it wasn't like her body language was horrible after that or anything like that. Just seeing it in general, that's definitely a little deflating for Kaiser. And I mean, look, this is just something that you got to shake off because if you're Kaiser. I mean, you're going into the national tournament. You know that you could basically go toe-to-toe with Thomas. And you know that you could pretty much probably beat Ottawa, honestly. You could probably beat Ottawa. But you got to, I mean, I mean, I don't know. You got to finish games. And, uh, well, the weather can't, the weather can't bail out some teams because it's going to be in Atlanta's Dome, I want to say. Or, uh, or sorry, the... Okay, the actual tournament play, not the full play, will be in Atlanta's Dome. And so there's going to be no excuses there. And so I think just for Kaiser here on out, obviously it's a tough loss. You lost by one point. But, I mean, you just got to take accountability on this one. Take it on the chin and be like, okay, we lost by one point And we lost because we, I mean, we didn't make the plays that we needed to earlier on in this game. You know, and moving forward, you know, going into this national turn national tournament, that's not going to happen. We're going to make the plays we need to plus more because um, that's what you're going to have to do if you want to win the national championship. And Kaiser is still a contender. I, they're not. I don't think our power rankings are going to change at all. Right, Cody? Yeah. I mean, do you think Kaiser's going to move down because of this performance? No. Okay. I, 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 the only reason that I that I stress it like this is because I, I thought about it. Uh, just because, I mean, obviously compliments to Thomas for driving in 30 seconds, but also what happened to the Kaiser defense? Right. That oh, had yeah. been they allowed that playing, one big Janae Scott like, pass, which shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And I mean, for to let them score in 27 seconds, a team that you've stopped for probably a collective, I don't know, like 20 to 30 minutes today, you know, in that range. It's uh, it's very head scratching. It's very head scratching. Uh, and I say this not with the intent to like disrespect or undermine what the Thomas offense accomplished, but it is something to kind of look concerningly at for a defense. Like, Hey, if we get to the national championship, are you guys going to do the same thing? Do you just, is that going to be a crumble thing? You know? So that's the only reason why there's any hesitation. I mean, overall they played like the second best team in the country today or I say today. You know what I mean? On on this day. Yeah. 
But I mean, that last 27 seconds, that was not a top two team. Um, is the only reason why I say yeah and no like that. We'll keep the power rankings the same until the national championship. We'll we'll keep that chip on Ottawa's shoulder from their trip to Florida and uh, wait for them to probably prove us wrong. Seeing as how they are the defending champs, it is still their throne or or still their crown to lose. Um, that's getting a little ahead of myself, but yeah, I just I had to that's I had valid. to bring it up. Um, it's just 27 seconds, my guy. You don't even have to play that hard for that much longer and you're like and you're not tired you just had a break you know which i mean you could argue is what allowed you know thomas to to drive in 27 seconds but i mean i feel like on defense you get way more exhausted trying to prevent these big plays and you know you have a pass rush that's been going rabid all day this is where they should easily be you know, the amount of time or the shadow block or whatever's thrown at them. This is the time where they should shine. Um, yeah. Also, Simon, I wanted to, I don't know if you saw this in the document, but uh, I, unlike the referees, have the ability to use a camera and slow motion and instant replay, aka the pause button on the stream. And uh, this, the drive that Kaiser eventually scores on you know the very first play was like a missed opportunity interception for thomas that ended up falling in the hands of a kaiser receiver and simon i don't know if you can make it out you might need to put your glasses on but this ball is definitely hitting the ground before arms um not that it really mattered in the end but uh i just thought it was interesting to use screen capture so yeah no i see it I, I not, mean, I not that it matters. I just, I, I wanted to bring it up. Um, that this is no fault of any players, um, but I mean, other than maybe the dropped interception, but uh, you know, sure. This, this little play, every play matters. I think is what I can spin this into, and that's for coaches, refs, and players especially. And uh, huge shout out to um to kaiser for selling the catch as well as a receiver you have to be an actor sometimes that is that is something that you learn over time anyway so, great play but yeah I mean, no i got you i got you no in, in a game full of craziness this was just one more layer to it sure yeah but uh yeah i mean thomas they become your champs um yeah i mean like just an excellent play i, I want to give hartley some credit here i mean just good job just being ready to come in and, you know, do your job and whatnot. A lot of credit to Coach Palmer as well and that coaching staff over there. Like, they they got their players ready to play these last 27 seconds. And that's wild to even think that they came back and won the way they did. You know, obviously that Janae Scott catch was great, but that last touchdown throw with perfect timing – Kara Brown was not even like she had didn't even really turn around yet, and Hartley kind of just anticipated it, you know, stood strong against pressure and do that. That is forever going to be burnt into my mind for a very long time, honestly. And um, yeah, I mean that's hey, that's why I tell quarterbacks your timing needs to be good, you know, because if your timing isn't good, then it limits how you know how great of a play you can make in crunch time. So. 
Yeah, but Thomas is your 2022 Sun Conference champions in their first year as a program. <laughs> I think he's cheering there. Take that, headphone users. <laughs> I, I barely heard that. What? Your Cody's You're cheering. kidding. <laughs> no, you don't have to do it again. It's okay. Okay, I, I won't do it again. But uh, shout out to uh, Coach V for for this take that he will probably never shut up about that uh, he was really high on Thomas entering the season. I I was. I mean, I believed in their coaching staff for <laughs> sure. You know who we'll talk about here in a minute uh, when we talk about all conference players. And I believed in this team, um, just the amount of talent that they have as well. You know, but still, it's a little shocking that I mean they won it. It's a first year. You got to keep in mind, it's a first year program, the first you know college women's college football team from Georgia ever. You know to to win it, the Sun Conference. And they did it in their first year as well. So that's, I mean, that's super impressive. Next up is uh, Nationals. And yeah, we'll talk about that here. Um, actually, probably not again. <laughs> we might talk about it next week, but we'll see. So yeah, but uh, here, Cody, do you want to kind of just talk about our, uh, you know, 2022 Sun Conference Award winners and uh, all conference team real quick? Real quick or, or, or in depth. Well, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, well, the list just is gonna talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's shorter than the KCAC cause they only had one. Well, I say one team, they had offense and defense, but they didn't have like first team and second team and honorable mention. So, yeah. uh, that I is could, one reason why it is going to go a little bit quicker here. Um, right. do you want me to just read out the, uh, the names of the uh, offense, defense, and then I can kind of, and then if you want to talk about the player of the year awards, or you know what I mean, like Opoy, Depoy, and stuff like that, uh, does that sound like a good, a good back and forth here? Yeah, go ahead and read off the all conference team, and then I'll read off the award winners. Perfect. So, on offense, we have uh, Tyler Bryant, sophomore receiver out of St. Thomas, Caleb Burrows, junior receiver out of Weber International. Brittany Delva out of Thomas at wide receiver. Kennedy Foster, obviously, out of Kaiser here. That would have been really surprising if she didn't make it. Uh, Cynthia Alms out of Warner, who we talked about as well. And then you had the first team quarterbacks in Jasmine Roden out of Kaiser and Madison Tingen out of Warner. Uh, on that list, two freshmen. So that's something to keep an eye on. Then on defense, you have linebacker, Kayla Burrows out of Weber International. You have linebacker Brittany Delva. So if that sounds familiar, it's because it is out of uh, Thomas. Then uh, Cynthia Holmes, another repeat name here. Uh, Breeza Robinson out of Weber, oh, blah, blah, Weber International. Holy cow, I can't talk. Uh, Janae Scott. This one was really obvious in my opinion here for Thomas. Maria Vega out of Kaiser and Tashumba Washington, the freshman defensive back out of St. Thomas, who... Uh, I think is another obvious one. Simon, quick jerk reactions, knee jerk reactions to these teams. And do you think that there's anyone missing from any of these squads? No, I think th this was pretty obvious. I mean, they only did uh, one all conference team. And I think that is fine because this is, uh, you know, a relatively competitive league. And so it would have been a little bit more complicated to do a second team, in my opinion. But I think. 
everyone who I, I would probably say everyone deserves to be on this list for sure here and a little bit more there's a lot of obvious ones to shumble washington easily is probably the best db in the entire country um i'm gonna keep saying that because i mean just watch her play she is you know, uh, Maria Vega, I kind of thought she was going to be listed as a DB instead of a linebacker. So that's interesting. Uh, but there you go. But then you also have like Janae Scott, Cynthia Holmes, Delva, you know, all all defensive players who are just great, you know. So the, the only complaint I have on defense here is the lack of uh, Jada Reese. Yeah, actually, now that you mentioned, I, I was going to say that Jada Reese. That's a big probably, omission. She probably could have taken Maria Vega's spot or somebody's spot on here. Nothing against Maria Vega. She is probably, I think she's the interception leader for Kaiser right now, and she has a good amount. But Jada Reese for sure should have been on here. She at least has like 20 or something sacks on the season. I, I don't know what it is for sure because they don't keep stats. And I am going off of the couple games that I watched. I know for a fact, in the games that I watched, she had at least 15 because she had nine in one game, which is insane, or uh, something like that in one game. So she probably should have made it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Or, or just I, having, I like, specific positions stuff. and putting, like, rusher. I don't know. I mean, they could have put her in at, that, at linebacker. Yeah, that's something – that that's the only thing where I was like, how is Jada Reese not on this list? Um, especially with what she's done down the stretch, which is the most important part of the season. She's yeah. taken over games at the Oh, absolutely. Spot, so. She's won games. Yeah, literally. So, and she was a huge part of their Sun Conference Championship this past weekend, too. Granted, this list was, this was made before the tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Simon? Yeah, but still, though, Jada Reese has still won games for the. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. You know. I, it's just... The weekend also helps us be like, gosh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, you I mean you're you're not wrong. So I don't know. I mean, I, other than that, I think still everyone else, I mean Maria Vega is still very very deserving. She's done a lot for Kaiser. You know, they've used her in a lot of ways as well. So that's not like, oh, like what a snub, you know, like I she definitely deserves to get some recognition for sure because Kaiser's defense has been solid uh, all year long. You know, it's not like they have a bad defense or anything. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who to get rid of, to be fair, which I guess is part of it. But uh, it's just tough not seeing Jada Reese on this first team defense. Yeah, yeah but she'll be on our depoy list. I think she's for sure locked in, in into our final four. I don't think there's really much. I can cast a vote yes to that literally right now. Okay, so. yeah. And I think the NEIA football guys would say the same thing. So, so yeah. But, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Jada Reese more later, though. That That's, you know, that's okay. But offensively, I don't think there are many surprises. Uh, Madison Tingen making the list as a, as a freshman. I'm not going to say it's the biggest surprise. You know, at all, but she is a freshman, and for Warner to have two freshmen to make this list, they should be very proud because this duo produced like huge numbers. There's no way that they were not going to be able to make this list because they were, they they might have been stat leaders in the Sun Conference, honestly. So I I mean I feel like this makes sense. I like that they have two quarterbacks on offense. You know, because a lot of teams do run that two quarterback system. So so yeah. 
Um, but yeah, not too many surprises here. I mean, if they had a running back, I think Emma Wagonman would have been would have been first team. That's my opinion. So, uh, so yeah. But what do you think about this list, Cody? Uh, I think that there's not as big of an omission on on this offensive side. I think that this is pretty well chosen. I mean, Kennedy Foster was if I had. That, not that you can, but if I had to put money on a player making this list, it probably would have been on Kennedy Foster. And then, uh, like you said, lots of uh, bright spots in the future here for this Warner program. And then, you know, just speaking to both of these lists here, uh, you can notice that there aren't any FMU players, but that will change probably next year uh, at the soonest. But it definitely will change, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, heading forward yeah defensively i i believe it's their corner alexis johnson uh or alexa johnson something i i might need to go back and look at that but she she had a good year as well um but yeah i mean it's just tough it's tough to make this list if you're not winning as much as you probably could be so so there you go but uh yeah i mean i don't really have too much to dispute here when it comes to these all-conference teams that first off congrats all of them i mean all of them did a very good job this year i mean they're the stars of the sun conference they're part of what makes the sun conference so great you know and then on top of that there are just so many other great players as well that we've talked about throughout the season i mean offensively just off the bat um dj paris at wide receiver she's made some big plays for uh saint thomas she probably could have been on this list uh throwing her teammate riona baker as well you know, Janae Scott and Keanu Akol, um, they're probably they're probably could have been an argument for them to make this list as well. Um, well, sorry, on offense, that is. So, yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, Cody, you ready for me to talk about some of these award winners and uh, all that great stuff? Yeah, uh, go for it. Also, uh, I just want to echo, um, obviously, the the Akol and Scott. And, you know, uh, Francois, obviously a big playmaker for St. Thomas that uh, just doesn't quite make it. And uh, Paris also being a defensive contributor that uh, is a name to throw out there. But uh, tell us, tell us who won what, Simon. Fill me in. Come on. Tell me now. Please, I'm begging you. Okay, relax. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, oh, whoops. Okay, real quick. Uh, shout out to Sierra Harris. She, I, I don't know if she would have made... You know, the second quarterback spot. But if there was a second team, I think Sierra Harris would probably make it because she did a lot for that Weber team as well. So, um, so yeah, despite being kind of the backup near the end here, uh, she still contributed as a receiver. But, yeah, let's talk about these award winners. So, Player of the Year went to Cynthia Holmes of Warner. She won Sun Conference Player of the Year. Ooh, three-time Sun Conference Player of the Week. Caught 122 passes. That's a lot. For 1,452 receiving yards, 25 touchdowns. Also had a rushing touchdown. And then on defense, she had 123 flagpoles, which is insane. Insane. That's that's almost as many passes that she caught. Uh, You know, and she had seven interceptions, and one of those went for a touchdown. So... Yeah, I, I felt like this was pretty valid, honestly. I mean, she's in our, in our MVP race, so there you go. But sorry, let me keep going. <laughs> Let's say the rest of these, and then I'll give you a chance to react. 
uh, first, actually. So for Sun Conference Offensive Player of the Year, it went to Kiana Akol. Did her thing, obviously played quarterback, running back, receiver, was part of this Thomas team that, you know, won the conference and, you know, had a great record, only one loss on the season. So no surprises here. She did it all as a passer, uh, as a runner, especially just grinding out that clock. Defensive player of the year goes to another Thomas player as well as they get the sweep for O-point and D-point here. But Janae Scott, she wins Sun Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Had 71 flag poles, led her team in that. Also had three interceptions. Two of those were pick sixes. And uh, she obviously helped this Thomas team get four shutouts. Jeez, four shutouts this season. And posted a best record uh, at 9-1 in the Sun Conference. Um, part of this Thomas team. And then, I think this one's pretty obvious, but Coach of the Year goes to Thomas's Chelsea Palmer. Uh, she is, I mean, she she led this team, you know, and she we knew what she could do and all that stuff. And uh, she got this team in a really good spot. Only one loss on the entire year, and that was that overtime loss, which she still avenged anyways. But... Even then, I mean, Thomas in the regular season won 13-1, and one, uh, shut out four opponents while defeating both teams that played in the national championship last year in Ottawa and Kaiser, obviously being Ottawa one time, then beating Kaiser multiple times there. So there you go. Uh, easy Sun Conference Coach of the Year. And then for the Sun Conference Champion of Character Award, that went to Kennedy Foster. Uh, maintained a 3.41 GPA and just all around a great teammate and a great person. So yeah, Cody, what do you think about uh, these award winners here? Oh, and congrats to all of them. Yeah, obviously congratulations to all these players. I mean, if if I, I, I mean, blah. <laughs> Janae Scott at Depoy was probably the least surprising to me, honestly, because I mean, mild sneak peek but my mind is somewhat in that direction uh somewhat looking forward to we still need to get all the other votes so that doesn't really mean anything at this moment in time but i mean pick sixes go a long way especially game ceiling pick sixes and uh just being you know a nightmare to try and go against uh sideline to sideline in the past game you know as well as you know being having the ability to make flagpoles in the backfield for those teams that do pitches and stuff i mean she does it all and uh you know even has like a like mvp-esque like presence on the field on the defensive side of the ball so that is not surprising at all uh same with uh chelsea parmer here for thomas because i mean look not only does she win a Sun Conference title as a first-year program? But she sets, you know, I, I mean, I know that the sport is really young and you can somewhat expect new programs to have an impact, but the team that she put together, the way that, I mean, the the year, the season-long, you know, um, rope-a-dope, that she pulls with the conversion to win the Sun Conference Championship. That is incredible uh, dedication and patience to stay true to your philosophies and to hold out a game plan that is really a season long, you know, heist, so to speak. And uh, incredible patience in that regard. So not only on the field, but also off the field, 
putting together a stellar team. And, you know, putting together this, uh, this precedent that, you know, as more and more teams join this sport and as it continues to grow, hey, this is anybody's game if you prepare right. And Chelsea prepared better than all. So, you know, obviously, congratulations. Uh, those two are the ones that I feel like were really, really obvious um, and ones that I could see coming. The other ones, I'm not surprised. I'm not, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, but, you know, I thought that there were a couple of different candidates. Cynthia Holmes winning it as a freshman. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, obviously. But watching the games, the game plan of the other team speaks for itself as well. Triple covered. Literally triple covered in some games. Uh, bracketed a lot. And if left in one-on-one -on -one coverage, forget about it. Okay, forget about it. So uh, that is... And that's only on the offensive side of the ball. To have that many flagpoles, um, nearly, you know, twice what the deep boy had. Uh, granted, they were asked to do different things, you know, so I'm not going bar for bar here. But that combination on both sides of the ball, that produces a player of the year, an MVP. And, um, yeah, that that's not surprising. I'd say that the biggest kind of surprise is maybe a Cole uh, just because you did have, you know, big time playmakers like like a Jasmine Roden, who I think were in candidacy for this Opoi kind of thing. But I mean, Kiana was asked to do it all and did it all and led her team to the best record in the Sun Conference, as well as made the I this I understand that this list was made the previous week. But if there is any point to put a nail in the coffin that she did deserve this, it would be the final play of the Sun Conference season. Oh, and obviously, congratulations to uh, Kennedy Foster for um, the. This one might be the most important award because, I mean, look, mm. football has an end, okay? Football has an end, but, you know, being a good person and taking care of your business off the field is what matters the most because that's what you're going to have for your entire life. And so obviously congratulations to Kennedy Foster, but also congratulations to anyone on Kaiser who gets to interact with her and, uh, you know, got to show some love to, a uh, uh, fellow, uh, sports management pursuer, um, seeing as how I graduated with sports admin, which is basically the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had to basically some... Kennedy Foster. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, I to, if I want to grow up to be like anyone, it would be the uh, champion of character. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And I didn't read off this last part, but she went through this season while holding a job and volunteering as a coach at a high school, at a local high school uh, flag football team in Palm Beach County. So, uh, Coach Foster getting it done um and you know kennedy foster the employee also getting it done as well and then oh yeah she's a college student too so that's i mean that's probably um that's a big deal you know so so yeah but 
Jeez, that's that's kind of insane, but... I am, like, getting secondhand stressed just looking at everything that she yeah. does. No, same. I, I, I was about to say, man, that's kind of insane. And it is, you know, but I definitely had, like, a similar schedule, minus, you know, being a collegiate athlete part, which is a really big deal, uh, yeah, which, which makes this even that much more crazy. But I definitely had a similar schedule when I was in college both coaching and having a job and being a student um and you know not getting paid to coach either so i was volunteering as well which does matter if you are a college student so yeah i mean yeah i would love to be the goat what'd you say i said the goat yeah no absolutely so all right, well, those are all the awards. I mean, nothing too much was really surprising to me. Cynthia Holmes, she has been playing like an MVP candidate since the beginning, you know, and she'll probably be on our most valuable playmaker list and make that final four. I'm I'm pretty sure of it. Do I'm you want me to green light that right now too, Simon? Is that what you're is that why you're saying it like that? If you want, but also these <laughs> these stats are insane. Like 123 flagpoles and 122 passes. What? Bro, there's no player, there's no college football player that has caught 122 passes and also have 123 tackles. (laughs) Like. Yeah, that's why she got the award. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's that's absolutely insane. Oh, yeah, and she had 25 touchdowns uh, on offense. So there you go. Like, that's not a lot either. But, yeah, no, absolutely insane. I mean, congrats to all these people. I honestly don't have too much more. Cody, I do kind of have a fun question I do want to ask you because I've been thinking this. But. Yeah, I'm a little worried, but but shoot away. Well, don't be. It's I, I think it's a good question. <laughs> but I think it's a good way to kind of end this segment here. But if you could get one or actually, let's let's make it two. If you could get two signed jerseys from any player in the Sun Conference, and we should have done this for the KCAC, but from any player in the Sun Conference, who would it be? Well, oh man, that's a tough <laughs> question. I would say Kennedy Foster. Okay. Um, having what? having broken down the film and being the uh, champion of character, and also just being. Uh, all-around hustler that is goaded oh. and and i've been i've been a fan uh for for a minute so that's that's tenured and has lore to it but for the second one that you one's... Act me like you've been watching her for years but well, go I, on. well okay <laughs> comparatively comparatively compared uh, to who compared to the rest because i because of the film breakdown Okay. In the Sun Conference right now. In the Sun Conference right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then for the second one... Jeez. Oh, my gosh. That's hard, dude. I mean... Ugh, Simon, why have you done this to me? I'm having you answer first for a reason, too, because I'm not completely sure, honestly. You're not completely sure? Okay. I want you to I have one that I for sure want. I'm torn between two here. I'm torn between 
the the 2022 play, player of the year, Cynthia Holmes, and I'm torn between uh, Jada Reese as well. Um, I love me some pass rushers. I know that that's not a player from this specific list, but in the Sun Conference, um, Jada Reese has been a freak of nature. But so is Cynthia Holmes. Oh. Do you have an answer that's not one of those three, Simon, that you do want to put out on the table? Yeah, well, you know, I just want to say that I would appreciate a signed jersey from all the players in the Sun Conference. Oh, my because God. I, because they were so... Really hard. Because you are such a cheater. No, I'm not cheating. I'm not. I legitimately would love a jersey from um, a side jersey from uh, you know these players here in the Sun Conference, especially on this All Conference team. But for sure, though, uh, I mean, if, okay, I, I would love a Shelby Hartley jersey. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of her game. Honestly, like she, she, she's a real one. For her. obviously she's won some big games, but you know, being a good teammate and coming off the bench and at, at times you know and just doing what coach asks you to do, uh, sometimes it's easier said than done. So for sure, a Shelby Hartley jersey. I'd love to have a Hartley jersey. I would put it on my wall probably when we live stream. So well, that probably goes for most of these jerseys. But yeah, so for sure a Hartley jersey. I'd, I'd have to have one. And then I agree with the Kennedy Foster one. Also, I think Kaiser's uniforms are pretty dope. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cynthia Holmes for my second one. Okay. Uh, maybe, I probably will do that too. Maybe cliche, but uh, okay, okay. But get some of that Warner representation up in the studio when we eventually have a studio and we have all the jerseys hung up yeah, because they're goaded. It's called our. Pause. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna go there. No, yeah, I. But <laughs> yeah, to catch you in 4K. Okay. Anyways, yeah. No, I, I'd agree. Um, a Jasmine Roden jersey would be dope. But okay. All right. That wraps up this segment. I hey, if you if you want to send in a jersey, you know, feel free to. I I that'd be so dope. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I'd I'd hang it up somewhere. You know. So that I could this is a message to the programs so because I know that jerseys may be, uh, you know, in in limited supply. So probably you know, is. we're not picky because we just love the sport. Yeah. Anyways, I uh, think that, a, I think a jersey from every place. Yeah, of course, Simon. I that'll wrap up this segment player. here of the uh, Playmakers Quarter. You made podcast. me look so bad, but yeah, that that is. Our last segment. So, I mean, you go ahead and do the closer while while I think of, while I get a drink of water. You really got me with that one. All right. So, I, I realized I didn't close out the last segment properly. So, I'm just going to leave it as is. It is what it is. But there you go. Those are our reactions to the All Sun Conference team, plus all the season award winners. Once again, congratulations to all those fantastic players and coaches out there as well uh the sun conference i mean i kind of called it before the season i said it'd probably be the sec of women's football here on the collegiate level or here on the nei level and it has been you know there's been so many great games and whatnot that has went down and with that includes playmakers and so i'm gonna go ahead and talk playmaker of the week here on this segment there are definitely a couple to keep in mind here 
obviously, because it was the Song Conference Tournament, it's going to go to a Thomas player. I think that's pretty appropriate here. But, you know, there are just so many players that made big-time plays. And so I'm just going to go ahead and list it out here. Um, Margarita Pena, she is somebody that made some big plays, caught that last touchdown for Thomas against Warner to help win that game, caught the extra point to win the Sun Conference Championship. So, obviously, she's been big time. And also, she made a couple other catches throughout those two games as well. Uh, the the Thomas defense as a whole has been crazy. Jada Reese basically won them that Warner game uh, a couple times, you know, on a couple drives there. She was also pretty key in this Kaiser dub as well. I don't know if she had as many sacks, but the pressure was still obviously there. You have Snia Glover, who, you know, took on the wideout one at times between Holmes, Kennedy Foster, and I mean, just in general, that entire uh, Kaiser wide receiving core is pretty good. You know, a lot of those receivers would be wide out ones on a lot of other teams. And so, you know, she did a pretty good job there. Also had an in that game winning interception in that Warner game. And then, like I said, in this, um, in this Kaiser game did a very good job. So Snag Glover's obviously, obviously up there. Brittany Delva, Giselle Jones, they may have not like quite stuffed the stat sheet but they still did their thing they're pretty big time you know having a very sure flag pulling here and doing a very nice job there so gotta give them credit um who was janae scott offensively and defensively did her thing offensively uh she had that really big catch you know in those last 27 seconds in the conference championship that really advanced this thing for thomas here and then just in general on defense she's done her thing um oh my bad i forgot on offense as well you know she's used kind of as a weapon that helps like you know use up the clock and that's what she did versus warner and so she she kind of had a hand in all these things uh kiana cole i'm just being real versatile she threw that extra point she caught a touchdown against Warner. She did her thing there. I mean, there are just so many players. Nakara Brown, that's another one. She had a couple really big plays, including that um, basically game-tying touchdown against Kaiser. And so just so many big-time players here. I, I'm just going to be kind of real. I feel like all of these players, including the Playmaker of the Week, have all kind of contributed pretty equally to this uh thomas uh conference championship team i mean this was very much a team effort this last weekend here but i think for playmaker of the week i mean we've given it to a couple thomas defenders throughout this year Brittany delva janae scott i think we gave janae scott the award like two times you know and just so many other players and they have a fantastic defense but i want to give some shine to their offense specifically one of their quarterbacks shelby hartley i mean she scored she helped thomas score two of the three touchdowns that they scored all day this last saturday which sounds kind of wild you know i mean the defense was obviously playing very well but at the end of the day you still got a score to win the game and you know that first touchdown she threw to kiana uh a call was just a very good pass you know and then her last touchdown that she threw to nakara brown i mean just excellent timing it's really only a throw that an experienced and like calm cool collected type of qb could throw and so i think this is very deserving i think shelby hartley is our week 12 playmaker of 
the week. So uh, congrats to her. And uh, once again, congrats to Thomas for being the Sun Conference champions. So there you go. And that will actually wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner podcast. I chose to not do power rankings. We chose to not do power rankings this week because they're just going to be the same. They have been the same the last couple weeks. So there's really no use to to reseeding it. I mean, nobody really upset anybody these last couple weeks. The you know the teams that we predicted to go ahead and win have won, and so I mean, I guess we're just really good at making power rankings that also happen to predict the future. But obviously, Nationals is next week, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it'll be the 12th, 13th, and 14th of next week and so next week we're probably gonna watch that well we are gonna watch nationals and then after that we are gonna do a video or uh sorry we'll do a podcast on it on the 20th of may so yeah that's when our reactions to the national tournament will most likely go down so next week uh, I'm, I'm still kind of deciding here. I'm not going to lie. There's going to be a women's flag football podcast episode. I'm just trying to decide if it's going to be an interview or if it's going to be a film breakdown. I'm kind of leaning towards a film breakdown because I'm still collecting some interviews here or interview times here. We have some big ones coming up of some future stars that uh, may potentially join the Sun Conference here. We will see, you know, or you will see uh, slash listen as a listener of the podcast. And if you are a listener of the podcast Thank you so much for rocking with us. You should go ahead and support us on social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Playmakers Corner. That's where we post a bunch of content uh, and make announcements about live streams and all that great stuff. So if you want to go ahead and give us a follow, we'd appreciate that. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, on our YouTube channel, we are uh, uploading all the episodes that we have done so far. I believe every women's flag football recap episode is on our YouTube channel. So you could go ahead and check that one out as well. We also do live um, film breakdowns. So we take a player's film. You know, um, usually it's a football player. Uh, Well, it is almost always a football player. We take their film and we go ahead and break it down. Talk about the things that they do well. Talk about about the things that they could probably improve on and so that'll be on there as well and we do those live film breakdowns on our twitch account at playmakers corner so if you want to go ahead and follow that go ahead we will most likely actually do the end of the year um awards on twitch i think that's probably the best way to go about this and uh, yeah, and then be on the lookout for these end of the year awards. We are finalizing it to a final four. We'll probably put out an honorable mentions list as well, as well as an all playmaker list, which is kind of like an all American list in our opinion. But um, it's it's us. We're the playmakers corner. So it'll be an all playmaker list. So uh, yeah, but once again, thank you so much for rocking with us to all the teams that are going to nationals. And I'm just going to go down the line. Thomas. Kaiser, Warner, St. Thomas, Weber, Ottawa, um, oh my god, Kansas Wesleyan, St. Mary's, Florida Memorial, Midland, Cotty, Milligan, I believe I've said Warner, but just in case I didn't, Warner, Weber, you know, all, all those teams, we wish y'all the best of luck out there, we're rooting for you, y'all are the future of football, and we are excited to see how this fantastic second season 
of NAIA Women's Flag Football ends next week. And if you're a listener, go ahead and check those out. If you can't go to Atlanta, find a live stream. I'm sure it'll be live streamed. So, um, so yeah, but we'll catch you later.